Welcome to another episode of the Red Review Podcast. Hi, Jeremy. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm in lockdown. I am. Uh, I've just had my one walk of the day. Me and the dog went out. Um, but I'm alright. How about you? Uh, same. No, I had my I had my uh, lockdown walk at lunchtime. Um, so yeah, I've been in, been in for a few hours now. My yeah, I was just saying to you off air that I've had like one day off in thirty. It's not not been the greatest month, um, but you know we we'll get back in the groove now. Get back, you know, get back into our groove of uh, podcast week. Yeah, yeah. So now I've um, now I'm back in the land of like nine to five or seven till seven. Um, we can we can get back into it because we missed last week because I was I was at NHS Nightingale, clang. So um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! Can you imagine how many years that's going to be on your CV for? Clang, 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 mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the lanyard now. You can't shut me up. When I go back to the office, I'm going to change my uh, my black mace lanyard for for my NHS Nightingale lanyard. Hero, just walk just walk around the office. Actually, it says Nightingale Hospital on it, so yeah, and the NHS logo. Just walk around and just uh, people can open doors for me and buy me coffees and stuff because because I spent one one week on the job and then (laughs) ran away before any patients came. (laughs) Well, I was very proud of you, mate. It's uh, a hell of a thing to be involved in. Thanks. We'll have to talk about it properly at some point. Yeah, Um, because it is. Uh, there's a, a, a good episode in that around the transferable skills of being a great bid bid manager or bid professional into doing something like that, which sounds completely um, random, but but actually a lot of what you do as a work winning professional, more in the management and coordination thing and kind of structuring, getting structure and logic into what something that is completely uncontrolled actually played really well and um helped us be successful so yeah it was good it was a good it was an interesting 10 days that's for certain and um now it's open it's across the road from me so um every morning there um the cars are piling into the temporary car park at the end of my street so it's quite quite close to home which is a bit strange yeah well well done anyway It'll be one of those stories, isn't it? To tell someone anyway. Yeah, something good to look back on. So, what have we got going on? You've got an interview, haven't you? Yeah, so we recorded this a couple of weeks ago and um, you couldn't join me because I think you you were off around the country doing something amazing um, that you can't talk about. Um, One of those ones. So, I interviewed Kevin Ayres from... Um, seven seconds to win who are a kind of video pitch company um, who sent me randomly a uh, a kind of a personalized intro in a little iPad thing with a with a lion bar in a kind of giraffe branded box which was kind of completely off the wall and bizarre but got me talking to him put it out on LinkedIn and he got a couple of leads off the back of it so actually a very clever bit of marketing but behind it a really really interesting company that I'm fascinated by so um, we'll we'll run the interview and then we can have a chat about it afterwards do you think that's alright? Yeah very good let's crack on 
So, Kevin, welcome to The Red Review. How are you? Very good. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Cheers. Yes, and apologies, Jeremy wasn't able to join us tonight. Um, work has got in the way. The, the life of a entrepreneur, business business development manager, um, he's, uh, he's, with, he's got some urgent stuff he's got to take care of. But you and I are going to have a chat around seven seconds to win video, um, impressing clients and all sorts of interesting stuff. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, before we begin, do you want to kind of give us a bit of an intro as to who you are, how you got here, what your background is? Sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking about this. I've had quite a fun and varied career, frankly. Um, started out as a chemical engineer designing bits of oil refinery for so um and uh, ibm were a big employer in the area and i decided to i had a lot of friends who worked for them decided to move to ibm did various technical roles with them and and uh, it's such an innovative company and there's a lot of uh, inventors there and so on i really developed a love of innovation um uh, there gained a couple of multimedia patents which was kind of interesting um you know given what i've ended up doing one one around audio and one around video um and then later on, uh, like many people at IBM, uh, it's probably about 10 or 12 years ago now, um, got into exploring using virtual worlds for business. And you've got to remember, this is before the iPhone had come out and everybody was kind of wondering, what's the next iteration of the Internet? And, and we now know, really, that it's mobile. Um, but at the time, everybody was thinking, well, maybe it's virtual worlds or augmented reality or something know. like that. Like, um, what was it called? Second half Life. Second life. Yes, Second Life, that was it. Yeah, well, every yeah. every man and his dog had a Second Life project uh, going on at the time. And uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, Second Life is basically like one of those sort of 3D games where you meet people online and go around shooting things, but without the game. It's just a world, and you can do stuff in the world, like, just like you can in the real world, and you can build things, and you can run events, you can set up shops, you can, you know, do, do uh, all kinds of things so um and ibm was one of the big uh, like a lot of companies but ibm really got big into it and uh, i was one of the few people who managed to wangle a job basically doing that so i basically got to play computer games uh, what felt wow. like computer games for about uh, two or three years um uh, and one of the things i got to do was uh, i was experimenting to do different things but one of them was uh, i set up a chat show called boris in wonderland would you believe and uh, used one of the early online streaming services called Mogulus, which later became Livestream, um, to create and stream this uh, virtual chat show. And I interviewed people a bit like this, but in, in a virtual environment. This is, so, this is so primitive, it's just audio. You know, we were doing this with virtual worlds in like 10 years ago. You know? um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so that was a lot of fun. And, and bizarrely, that's how I got into doing video. Um, so it's a very, very weird way of getting into video. Um, and I really have been interested in using video for business ever since. Uh, and I think having with that innovation background, I really enjoy being at the interface between clients' business requirements and also the at one end and the creative or technical people at the other end who can realize those requirements. So, um, you know, to a techie, I'm not really a techie, but to a non-techie, I'm a techie. You know, so uh, I dare right. say you probably understand that fairly well uh, I, from what I've uh, met of you. Um, uh and I feel quite comfortable, you know, talking both the languages. And so I, I, I can sort of put those two people together and, and create something useful. Um, yeah. On a 
uh, on a personal note, um, what I found is that I can run my business from anywhere, really. And so uh, we moved our family from suburbia up in Woking down to Devon. And uh, we now live very much a kind of countryside lifestyle, which we all love. And we've got the Black Labrador and the Land Rover and, you know, look out of the view down the valley to the sea, which is lovely. So, uh, so that's me. Oh, nice. Very nice. So you're not a bid person then, kind of by no, background? No, not not by background, no. Um, I've sort of come into that. So, I mean, we can get into perhaps a little bit how I got into that in a bit. Yeah, no, interesting. And when you said SO and IBM, does that mm. mean you were living in Hampshire? Yes, good guess. Yeah, uh, so Hursley yeah. and... Uh, Hursley, Fawley. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Small world. So for the listeners, there is this... I always imagined it probably is an it's like a top secret IBM campus <laughs> in Hursley um, that um, you have to drive past when you drive into Winchester from where I used to live. It, it um, does feel quite top secret because when you go through Sleepy Hursley, you know it's your quintessential village. It's got a couple of pubs, uh, and you wouldn't realise other than the IBM sign that if you drive off to the right, uh, if you're going south. There's there's about three thousand people working behind the sort of tree yeah. line um, on this uh, big campus, uh, which was the original Hursley House is where the uh, Spitfire was designed. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. So top secret IBM campus to um, to uh, video video sales. Cool. Yeah. So shall we um, shall we jump into some Q and A's and let's have a chat yeah, about the sure. business for a bit more. So Kevin, let's uh, let's explore the business a bit more. Then, so seven seconds. What's what is the business? Um, what do you do? And uh, um, I guess why did you start it? Sure. Um, well, I was approached to commission a video uh, to support a bid. I was doing video production at the time. Uh, I was approached to commit um, commission a video to support a bid with a major car company. Uh, we ended up creating quite a simple animated video. And when the client used it in the uh, oral presentation, uh, they told us afterwards that when they played the video, it changed the atmosphere in the room. And they, they was really pleased with it because it, it, it went from being kind of a go on then, sell to us sort of atmosphere to being much more jovial, much more interactive. And, you know, really opened the room up for the rest of the presentation and it was at that point I kind of realized that we were onto something. Um, and uh, if we could really help uh, close big deals, that that was something that people would value. Obviously, the, the size of some of these deals, uh, as you know, well, you know, it could be in the tens or even hundreds of millions or even higher. And so anything you can do to gain a competitive advantage at that end stage where maybe you're up against three or four other competitors Anything you do to help uh, your clients stand out, uh, make, really makes them stand out from their competition. So that's how I got into it. I thought, wow, you know, we're onto something here. And uh, I, I called uh, the company Seven Seconds to Win. Um, sometimes people ask me about that. Is it I, I and you mentioned that. Um, I heard an urban myth that humans now have a shorter attention span than goldfish, uh, which is you know, <laughs> now only eight seconds, you know, because of social media. And it was it did turn out to be an urban myth. But I really liked that. And, and I thought, um, you know, people like those kind of names. I can't believe it's not butter and those sort of things. So I really like the idea that, you know, you really had better get your prospect's attention in seven seconds or you're going to lose. Uh, and thereby, conversely, you know, you if you can get your 
prospect's attention, you could win. You know, you could have done a huge amount of work just to buy the right in the room, the right to to speak in the room, and then blow it with a really boring presentation. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, if you can get that right, then actually you're well on your way to winning. Hence, seven seconds to win. That yeah. Do you know what? I probably have got that attention span of about seven seconds. So, um, <laughs> well, sorry, I spoke for a lot longer than seven seconds there, so I probably no. lost you already. <laughs> no, I mean, but I think I think you're dead right, especially for big pitches coming up with something a bit different that um, that kills that, that avoids being people being. Um, you know, death by PowerPoint is is a big plus. We, I did a big pitch. I think we talked about it actually before we before we did this podcast um, for a client in Iceland, and we had to do a two hour presentation wow, to yeah. the Icelandic speakers. And it was the videos interspersed throughout the whole two hour thing that that kind of woke them up because otherwise it would have been so dull. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we and and actually, what we did, and, and it'd be interesting to get your views on this. We did personal videos, so rather than doing a um, kind of a a kind of very very salesy kind of video, it was just a personal uh, video about what made that person tick and what they were interested in and why they were interested in the project, and it really landed well. And right. these are three people right. that had never been on video before. Um, so yeah, I, so what I they were about it. the videos about people on your team, you mean, or on our team? So the so the presentation was forty five minutes. First was forty five minutes to introduce your team, of which there are only three people. Right. So we're like, what are we do for forty five minutes to introduce <laughs> the team? Um. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry, that was my um my mum ringing. Um. <laughs> do you want to ask that and... bit again? <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll ring it back. Um. She's probably ringing to ask me if coronavirus has hit London yet. Um, yeah, no, and it, it did break it up, and it really helped to, to keep the audience entertained, and they gave us feedback at the end that they thought it was really nice. That yes. We included little videos of, of people talking, and we've got kind of an advocate to talk about the person. You know, yes. So what can I tell you about Richard? Well, he's a proud Scotsman, and you know he gets the job done, and if I've ever got a problem, I know I can, call, I can come and talk to him, and I love, you know... And we had these people talking very naturally about them. And it, yeah, it really worked. And I've seen it work really well. But equally, I have had the problem of, we did a bid last year to Network Rail. um, And we went into the office, into their office. And we had recorded our health and safety director because she had to go to a safety thing in New York and safety being very important for the rail industry. And the speakers back in the room. Yes, yeah. And so she had a 15 minute video of her kind of talk, about 10 minute video of her talking about safety and what she was going to do and it taking them around one of our sites and yeah and the Mike you work. need my I've got a uh, stop I've got a, an ebook uh, with a whole chapter on that very very problem so let me come back to that because that is a it is a problem um yeah I think that to the first point I think one of the big advantages of using video is just to start with it just shows you bothered you know, the fact that yep. no matter what video, if you've created a video for this presentation about them, or in this case about you, but it's still about working for them, if you've bothered to do that, there is a bit of effort involved in doing that. And so if you've bothered to do that and no one else has, instantly you're the team with the videos. You know what I mean? They can't choose you if they can't remember you. And if they've had to listen to three of these things, they all kind of starting to blur into one after a while. You know, when you 
into when you spent the whole day interviewing, it's the same thing. You think, oh, was that that candidate or that? You know, and it all sells the blood. So yeah. if they can't remember you, they can't choose you. And if they can't remember, you can't be that good, right? Because you can, you didn't really stand out in any way. So anything you can do to stand out helps. So I think that's that's one big plus. The point about the speakers, now I do make this point, um, as I say in this ebook, is be prepared. And and so if you, uh, <laughs> that'd be rude, you know, if you can go in, uh, especially if it's a really big presentation, uh, with your own projector and your own speakers then you almost want their AV to screw up in some way because then you get never fear. You get out your stuff uh, and now you look really organized and you're there's kind of the, the subtext is like, oh my goodness, these are people are really on it. <laughs> We've got to work with them. You know, they're really prepared. So um, that that's what I would do. Definitely make sure that you've got uh, a backup. So, you know, the people are backed up so that if one person's ill, you know, someone else can tell the story. You've got backups of the laptop, the backups of the everything, or, you know, with it within proportion to the size of the deal. But no, that's, that's a fair point. We, we ended up, we did have some backup speakers, but they turned out in the, in this massive room that they'd chosen to interview us in. That, oh, that is hard. That's a bit unlucky. Yeah. 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 I knit down to Dixon's and bought the cheapest ones they could buy. They could find <laughs> you're like, it's fine. Well, you kind of expect you to do this in a boardroom with 12 people at max, right? And so if you're in a big auditorium or something, I suppose that's a bit, uh, yeah, that's a yeah, bit unlucky. Were, yeah. There were, there were 20 people from the client side, which was yeah. just the one in Iceland. There were about 40 people from the client side, and it, but it was in this kind of nightclub attached to the Hilton hotel. Oh, wow. So the AV was perfect. So massive screen, great sound. So that was brilliant, but yeah, the the rail one was there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's still, um, and we can get. Well, actually, I, I remember you, you saying so. Um, how, how this kind of uh, podcast came about is because I sent you a uh, what's called a video brochure, uh, which is uh, yeah. for, for those on the podcast uninitiated. It's, it's uh, a bit like one of those birthday cards that plays "Happy Birthday" uh, when you open it. Uh, it just plays the music automatically, but it's a bit thicker. It's about a centimetre thick. And inside is a little video screen, and it automatically plays a video. So in that scenario, even if you couldn't play the video, you just say, oh, that's a shame, you know, and you just quickly move on. Uh, and then later on, you send them the video digitally, but you can also hand it out in the room. Um, and so if you'd have been in that situation, they could have, you know, handed it out in the room, and they could have still watched it in front of them, perhaps, or at least watch it later on on the on the video process. So that's another uh, use for the video, and it really amplifies that effect that you've bothered, you know, because um, people have got something tangible in their hands. It's not just a digital thing. Uh, and there, there's some other benefits to those we could get into later. But yeah, I've got to ask. So the thing you sent me you had a very visual, and and, it, and I'll have to put the link into. It. I put something on LinkedIn about it a while ago, so I'll put that in the show notes. Um, very visual giraffe on the front and mm-hmm. and the um was it purposeful that you chose a lion bar yes yeah okay. well it's around that the whole the jungle whole jungle theme and and what i decided was that uh you know, we played around with some different ideas and and i'm very big on the idea that people sell to people people buy from people and we all hear that but then we all sell to each other using kind of terribly corporate approach usually 
Um, and, and for bids and proposals, usually it's not really a big company selling to a big company. What it comes down to in the end is maybe four people, two to four people selling typically to about four other people in the room. There might be something in your case, you're there, it's small, but often it's, you know, four or five people. And and they're human beings like everyone else. So if you can get their attention with a bit of fun or, or something, as long as it's not too flippant, um, I, I, I've often found that more effective than than going kind of all corporatey because you, you're not you're not projecting this sort of corporate image to millions of people around the world. It's just these people. So when I send personalised marketing like that out, I decided to go down the fun route because you're going to open it up. You're, you, and think, oh, this is really fun, you know, and it brightens up your day, it's a chocolate bar, you know, it's all around a jungle theme, it's a silly giraffe. And it just get, I mean, I don't know how you, well, you, you, I, you know, you seem to like it. So. <laughs> oh, no, here we are. So it must yeah, be I love a, it. Some extent. It, it made its way around the office as well, which is quite interesting. Oh, so, um, you know, it's obviously very shareable that I had it, I had it and I opened it and then some people joined me in the meeting room and they had a bit of play with it and watched the video and then it went off to our graphics and design team who who had a little look and and then and then took it apart to find out how it all worked <laughs> and everything else as you can imagine um and and they really liked it and and i don't know it's it's disappeared now so someone's obviously decided they they wanted to keep it but um yeah and it was it was very clever and i can see that really working with um with the private sector in particular yeah but what about the public sector then so um, a lot of our listeners, a lot of stuff I end up doing because it's major infrastructure or, you know, major events, government programs, yeah. Um, yeah. is very restricted. How, do you, is it something that you've had any kickback on in terms of perhaps people have deemed it non-compliant or haven't liked it? Um, I, I've had both. Um, certainly there is kickback uh, public sector. Um, it seems in this country a little bit more varied. In the States, it does seem to be that, you know, federal government's almost a no-no for anything, frankly, with any imagination whatsoever. I mean, it, it's all about font sizes and so on. Um, never mind video, you know, it's just, you know, you're not even allowed to get creative in any way, which it seems to be a bit of a... Um, yeah. a, bit, a bit dark, really. Is it like the, that whole approach is almost like... Um, you know, I, I want 4,000 black and white TVs. It's like, well, we've, we've got this thing, it's called colour TV. No, nope, just black and white TVs, thank you very much. You know, don't yeah. tell me about colour TVs. I just want black and white TVs. So it seems a bit, you know, I mean, I, I'm clearly biased, but it always does seem a bit daft, you know, that you're not allowed to add any value. Um, so, uh, yeah. And and like, I know the argument for that is because people say it introduces bias or yeah. it favours larger companies and some of the stuff that my team produces and 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 the graphics companies we work with is just like you know beautiful mm. but part of that is i mean for us as a consultancy is what they're buying is the creativity and ability to convey a message or information design yeah absolutely. as well as just our ability to project manager you know new railway line or or you know a couple of billion pounds worth of defense program um I've, I do find it strange, particularly when they then make you anonymize the bid as well. That's just, it just sucks all the, all the life out of it, doesn't it? And I can't imagine it really engages the, um, engages the reviewers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, it, it rather, tr it, I think personally, it puts over too much trust in the fact that they've done their job there. It's, in fact, it's almost arrogant, you, you might argue, perhaps that's going a bit far, but 
it, it, it's almost saying we know so much what we want that we there is no value you can add in the process. Uh, we know exactly what we want. And if you knew kind of exactly what you wanted, that, then kind of you, there's almost no benefit to... I mean, obviously, you might not be able to do it. I, I get that. But um, especially with government, if you knew that much, you'd almost be better off making your own company to do it. You know, your own nationalised <laughs> company to do it if you were that clever. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's surely the benefit of yeah. getting external companies is they can add add value over and above what you think you need. You know? Anyway, that, that that's another issue. But the, the um, so in this country, being the UK, um, it seems to vary bit more than that sometimes um depending whether you're talking about you know government or sort of quasi government you know quangos and, and this sort of thing public bodies sometimes you can use video one of the ironies is you do have to be a little bit careful sometimes i know sometimes people don't want it to look too slick because they get sort of comments like ah oh, you know that's what we're paying for is it all this fancy schmancy marketing stuff so you kind of can't really? win. Yeah, you, you, I have had that. I can't, once or twice I've had that. You kind of can't win, you know. Um, so we still have done videos, but um, one of my favourite types of video is very simple explainer videos, you know, those kind of hand-drawn videos. And they're no, they're, no, they're no cheaper, really, but they feel less expensive. They feel a bit more approachable. So that can work quite well in that situation. Um, yeah. The other... Of, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I've, I've, I have found, though, that public sector, whilst pre-bid and tender stage, um, are quite strict. When it comes to interviews, the human side comes out and you can get away with a lot more. And I think if you're going to use video, that's where you'd use it, is at the interview stage. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like the, 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 the thing you sent me, if it's a little pad that someone opens and it plays something, if procurement want to be a bugger and go, you can't put it away, they just have to put it away, but everyone's going to know you've done it anyway, and it's going to be that thing that after they're going to go, "Oh, go on, then let's have a look, see what it is." <laughs> you know, when the interview, when the interview, I've had it before where in the interview they're very formal, and then it, when you know when it was like your time's up, that's it. Thanks very much for coming. One of the evaluators then goes, "Oh, go on, then let's have a look," and then reaches <laughs> the table, watch to, to procurement's disgust to grab grab this thing we'd left on the table that we weren't that they wouldn't weren't allowed to touch, and started going through it and go, "Oh, this is good. This is interesting." And handing it around because. Yeah, yeah. Um, Technically, it wasn't part of the evaluation because the timer had finished on the interview. It was a sort of a timed two and a half hour interview. But again, though. people are people, and you know, of course, they're going to be exactly. swayed by that. And and one of the things pe people sometimes are concerned is, oh, we can't do that. We're not allowed to do anything of that. Give them a gift. Um, but I will say, well, look, these aren't iPads. They they're branded with your logo. They're worth nothing. They're, they're zero value. But they tend to hang around, as you said. They tend to get passed around. Uh, and I mean, you know, what, what's it worth to have your cool message passed around the office? That's exactly what you want to happen, of course. You want it to be socialised around. And they're talking about your message, not anyone else's message, right? So it's pretty, a pretty awesome way of... Um, it's I talk about it as being your Trojan horse uh, into the organisation. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's, that's, a really, that's a really good analogy, actually. Because it's interesting, last Christmas... I think it was John Lewis launched their Christmas ad and at Liverpool Street, they were handing out copies of the Metro. Right. And when you open the copy of the Metro, inside is one of your screens. Oh, okay. was, I don't think it was you guys. And they, they, you know, they had 
thousands of these things. Every single Metro they were handing out had a little screen in wow. it and it played, there, played the ad. So you realise actually, you know, the, 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 the unit cost of these things is probably dropping day by day as they become more familiar. It's, it's, it must be the, the cost of the production and the video that is the differentiator because getting the message right um, and, you know, the design and the flow of the information, and the tone is really, I guess, where people come to you for that expert help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no point in having those handed out if the message on it is rubbish. You know, um, there's no point. We've all seen films where they spend the money on the special effects. And really, it's still a terrible film, you know. So you can't, you know, even making a video, there's no point making a video, a pretty video, if it doesn't resonate with the client. And for me, it really comes back to uh, a good script, you know, it's all about telling stories. And, and to go back to your to your question, that sometimes people, you know, don't like the idea of video. They say, well, it won't work with my customer. And you think, well, really? You know, TV's been around for like 97 years now, something like that. Uh, and we all watch films and TV. Are you really saying they don't like TV? We all, pretty much everybody, it's like, I don't know, it's like saying I don't like stories. Uh you know, uh, you you sure? You know, so I I I kind of can't really. I just can't buy that anyone, as long as you do it right, wouldn't like uh, watching a video. Do, you know, you're saying what what they really want to do is sit through a bit more PowerPoint. Frankly, that's what my audience wants. You know, it's like really. You know? um, so yeah, I, I I always find that a bit surprising. Yeah, interesting. Um, so. We talked a bit about what we think, what you think makes a good video. You know, the the content catching, uh, getting their attention, the explainer videos. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone was going to start this, then and obviously engaging you guys, what does the process look like? Is there a lot of um, uh, process around storyboarding and structuring the content, or do, or do, is that something that you guys kind of have uh, a set way that you do it? How how does it work? If I was if I was a new customer to Seven Seconds yeah, to Win, it's a good question. Often people wonder whether they have to have written the script themselves or, or that sort of thing. And what we've designed, we've designed our process around working really quickly. Um, now it's fantastic if we have lots of time and then we can get into storyboarding and, and that sort of thing. What we typically find is people don't do video in the first place because they think it's going to be stressful. And frankly, they just haven't got enough time to even think about how on earth they would go about doing that. Um, Which, by the way, is fantastic because it means if you do do it, there's a good chance that no one else has done it and therefore you will stand out. Mm. So that that's that's the really big thing. And, 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 you know, after talk about, you know, it seems dramatically something that's dramatically underused, uh, it seems to me, in the world of bids and proposals, which, like I said, given that we all watch TV, is just very odd. Um, but so, so what we typically do is we will get the client on the phone with our scriptwriter ASAP, like sometimes the same day, if at all possible, uh, because often there just isn't much time. And so every, the clock is really ticking. Uh, often people say, well, I'm not going to do a video until I know I've been down selected uh, to go in and present. And, and so like we might have 10 days to two weeks even if it gets much less and it gets a bit stressful to be honest but can be done in 10 days to two weeks and so we'll get them on the script phone of the scriptwriter, 
they share, you know, the key messages and so on. We don't worry about, you know, I always say, like, don't bother writing anything. If you've got any materials, great, but let's just talk about what it is you're trying to do. And the script writer to tease out uh, the key messages um, and then get back to them with a the draft script. There's a little bit of to and fro. Uh, we sign the script off. And then generally we get on and creating the video and letting them get back to prepare for the presentation and then when it's finished, there's a little bit of work at the end. You know, there's a little bit of review at the end. Usually a couple of things need tweaking or emphasizing or something. Um, which, by the way, is why often these videos end up being either animation or based around stock video rather than actually going to video people. The example you gave was of your team being videoed. There are good reasons yeah. why you would do that. And if you have time, it can be really powerful um, so, for example, if you've got a senior person, uh, you know, you want to show that they're skinny. The, the, the 15 minute example you gave, you know, where there's a senior person who can't be at the presentation. Let's get them on camera, say how important this bid is to the company, blah, blah, blah. Or if people are part of the solution and you want to demonstrate that, you know, they're consultants or there's a, a service center, support center or something like that. These are not just resources these are real people and they're going to be nice people we're nice people to do business with uh, and these people are going to work really hard for you and they're lovely people and they have nice lives and career development and all that sort of thing you know um let's get that on there but actually often frankly there just isn't time uh and you can't get a hold of that executive or they bump you from their schedule because they're a senior and so i usually say look let's do that if we can but it needs to stand alone even without that just in case um, that's usually the way we do it. Uh, okay. So you don't have to worry too much about stage fright then. You, um, It's not as common as you think. No. Uh, often we just don't get to, to video people. But it, it, in that scenario where we are videoing people, I've only ever had one person, and even that person was ill. Oh, actually, maybe two people. I, I had one guy who just could not do it. He just kept fluffing his lines. And the poor guy was ill anyway. There's another guy, very senior guy, at uh, who should remain nameless at, at IBM, and he just didn't get it. He just couldn't do it. Um, and because he was so senior, I, I, I videoed him twice, and uh, he had to go off to something else. And I said, yep, thank you very much, and just let him go. And thought, right, we're not using that. You know? yeah. <laughs> we'll have to figure out. Yeah. Um, but usually, it's just a question of putting people at their ease and, and telling them, look, don't worry, everybody fluffs it. Uh, don't get more frustrated. It never gets better if you get frustrated. Um, you know, it's totally unnatural to stare down the barrel of a, a lens and to talk uh, in front of lights. It's a, it's a kind of weird, rather contrived situation. So, of course, you're nervous. And, um, you know, there's only like a hundred million dollar deal riding on this, you know, <laughs> so it's uh, or, or whatever. So, you know, of course, it's a bit weird. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So, um is the business going for strength strengthened are you seeing a, are you seeing a take up in the uh, in the industry at the moment well uh, it was looking very promising until two weeks ago with coronavirus so i i have a nasty suspicion that people this year may be uh, tempted to lock their uh, you know external spend down uh, i mean i i would say to that if, if that's the situation people are in is that there are going to be i suspect we're going to see less bids people are going to put back their bids and Anyway, uh, you know, their RFPs are going to go, do you know what? We'll do that project next year. So it's going to be less bids. And so you better be throwing the kitchen sink at the ones that are left. 
Uh, and I would say yeah. that the, the need for video has not gone down. It just went up. Uh, and actually, you really now need to differentiate because there is going to be more what Mark, what us, I spoke to somebody the other day and they called them refuse to lose bids. You know, there's really big ones you've got to win. You know, you better be throwing video at it to, uh, to uh, and, and frankly, mm. the kitchen sink because you've got to win it, right? Well, actually, if we see if we see travel um, restricted, so for my team doing bids globally, um, I can see it actually being quite a, a, a neat solution. Yeah, I, yeah, I talked quite. To some podcast had got a bid going on in in Hong Kong at the moment, and there's no way we're sending um, our team out to Hong Kong to mm. meet the client. Obviously, the team there will meet them, but the deal will be there's going to be some heavy hitting expats. Um, from our sports team who would come in to support the client along with with local local deliverers who will, will be on the ground and and it would be a viable solution therefore wouldn't it to to get the videos done package them up and both have them yeah. available to to the, lu- the present luxury to the you have there is you, i know you've got a fantastic uh, sorry, you've got a fantastic internal team, so you don't have to do the external spend. So that's an interesting point. If it is going to be real differentiator, people with internal teams, if they're not, if people are going to lock down the spend, we'll see it's the people with internal teams that can still spend on their internal team that are going to beat the people who are not prepared to spend externally and don't have a team. So that's, that's kind of quite a warning to people, perhaps, for, uh, you know, Make sure you you know you do spend the money on the right things because that could be uh, you know if you're as I said if you're not prepared to spend uh, if you don't have a creative team to do this you're going to be beaten by people uh, like you Mike who, who've got that internal team. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's probably a whole other episode in that about setting the right bid budget and setting it well before the bid comes out. That maybe we, um, me and Jeremy will have to do some time because a lot of it is actually planning and i imagine if people try and um secure a budget midway through the bid as a bit of a kind of a a, a wing and a prayer yeah then much less likely to get approval than if you you plan it as part of your your overall pitch strategy from you know even before the bid comes out so you've got your executives lined up and they understand why you're doing it what you're doing it and you've tested the idea with a client before you know someone friendly in the client organization before you even the bid comes out before the shutters come down um, there's probably a lot of people could do actually to make sure that they get the um, the spend lined up before the bid comes out, and and even get the client on side to receiving it, so that you know it's gonna you know it's gonna land. Uh, absolutely, oh, I mean, I, th- I think people have you know the the fact you've even got an internal team suggests that you know you've seen the value of that. Um, I, I guess a lot of people still don't know that they need to do this, uh, and don't and therefore see it as a bit of a frivolous extra, nice to have um and so they don't do that and 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 occasionally they go oh oh actually maybe this one would work with a video and and then come to it very much last minute as you say and haven't really planned for it um, and we see that a lot um and, and the downside is obviously the, the the shorter time frame you have it can be done but obviously the longer you give it the better it's going to be because you've got more time to think about it and prepare and plan and budget and all the rest of things maybe get out and video uh, as we've said, but we do see that you know the people that have done it before do tend to come back and do it again because they they do see the value in it. So, mm, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the benefit of some of of working at May. Someone wants to describe Mace to me as a marketing company that just happens to build things, right? Yeah, um, that, that's probably partly true because we have got an amazing marketing capability internally. 
um, and and they're really keen to support on work winning as well as just you know corporate marketing you know the 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 generic kind of look what we're doing in aviation type videos that go up on youtube and go up on social and yeah yeah sort of thing. so no, no probably another even another podcast well that we'll have i think to some of the big companies in the world you know coke apple you know sound very much the same don't they you know they're they're, they're marketing companies first really they are, they tell stories you know you don't I always joke people you don't sell uh, coke by telling me how many bubbles per minute come off it and what pantone brown it is you tell me a story about uh you know kids having fun in the sun it's not what coke is it what is what it does you know the 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 uh, the really big companies that are really good at this tell stories they don't talk about the products they talk about stories yes that is a great tip so on that note um i'm really interested to hear your heaven and hell so let me play the jingle and um i will we'll find out your um your big big your big win and your bid nightmare <laughs> So, go on, then, Kevin. Would you like to do heaven or hell first? Your um, biggest achievement or best win to date, or your biggest bid nightmare? And I have to tell you, I am a bit of a fan of the nightmares because they're always good horror stories. <laughs> so, um... Um, I'll start with heaven. I'll start with heaven. Um, I'll start with two. I'll do two if you don't mind, just two small ones. Um, the, uh, the 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 ones that I love. Are, to be honest, a lot of the bids that we work on are so big we often don't get to hear what the final result is because by the time the bids closed the person we worked with has moved on to some other project or or it morphed into something else it's often very very hard i get very frustrated about this it's very hard to find did, did you win you know <laughs> you'll never get to hear half the time um and so i have to sort of content myself with well at least did they like it you know what was the effect in the room and that for me that's the real thing because at the end of the day if they won I can't really claim it's because of our video. And if they lost, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's because of my video. You know, it, it's, it, you know, it, it's because they had a good bit. It's, it just helps. You know, it's one of those things that helps along the way. Um, so for me, it's like, did it make an impact in the room? I guess that that's the best bit. So for, on that note, my, my uh, two sort of heaven situations. Well, one, we did a, a bid, helped a client with a Finnish retailer. Um, and, for anybody who's met a Finn, and I think even the Finns themselves would say they've got kind of, it's not a very European sense of humour, if there is such a thing. It, it's, it's a slightly more sort of Russian uh, or Hungarian, or I, I can't remember, but it's not, it's not European. It's quite a unique sort of sense of humour. And uh, at the end of this video, we put the, uh, we had a, a reindeer, I think it was, with this kind of cartoon reindeer with like thumbs up. And it was a bit cheesy, but we from what we'd heard we thought it would work and they laughed out loud which apparently is quite an achievement you know to get them to laugh <laughs> and they loved you know they loved it and, and the uh, the ceo said uh, we've got to show this video to our entire company so that they understand why we need this transformation and it of course it had my client's logo still all over it uh which is an amazing buying signal um and, and a similar one uh, did much more recently uh where um uh, I'll tell the short version. It's quite a long version of this story, but um, basically, with the, I helped uh, with a, a video for uh, to a car company, and there was a choir involved singing a song that were, uh, you know, we filmed a choir singing a song that was quite famous for this company, uh, and 
to be honest, if you weren't from this company, the whole video would, was a little bit cheesy, actually. Um, but it was what my client really wanted. And they thought it would go down really well. So I was like, OK, well, you know, we'll go with that. And we had a lot of fun with it. It was great. And and the, the singing part was actually quite moving. Um, they had this gospel choir in singing and um, it was amazing. And uh, when they played the video in the room, they got a round of applause from their prospect and you know I, I doubt there's many situations people get a round of applause so you know again very good buying signal to start off and and fantastic you know I get goosebumps when people tell me uh you know that's the effect that our videos have had so that's that's brilliant um for uh hell I, I think um usually go pretty well you the, the the situations where they go badly usually where you're too rushed you know, there's a big red flag. The client doesn't give you enough time and they kind of you can never get a hold of them. And I think that's probably true of many situations. Anybody who's a consultant would kind of agree with that. Um, but I do remember one where we were doing a video and it was a very senior person who was a vice president in the company I was dealing with. And they were clearly very senior and they had a very fixed idea of what they wanted. And they kept saying, well, like, it's got to be totally pared down. We just want this very simple and straightforward. And I and it the start of the animation we were using was already not that movement based in the first place. It wasn't like watching Tom and Jerry or something, you know, it, it was already almost a set of scenes that we were going to move between. And so if you, if you, um, uh, pared it down too much, I, I was just a bit concerned. It was going to get be a bit dull, frankly. And, and they kept paring it down, paring it down. And then, and then at the end they said, well, it's a bit dull. Uh, and I was like, well, where's what we told you all along you know and i realized that i just let him push me around um and i hadn't actually served him well because i'd let him push me around and i should have pushed back politely of course and so on just because he's senior i shouldn't let him push me around so i should have helped him by by being um you know stood standing my ground a bit more and i think it was that one that the, it was further compounded by the fact that it was going to be translated into german which I hadn't, it's the first one we'd done like that. And what I hadn't really appreciated is it takes twice as long to say anything in German as it does in English. So now it's a really long, slow video, you know, and it's like, it's just really boring. So that wasn't great, you know, and not our finest oh. moment, but it, it was uh, uh, a learning point, shall we say. No. And did, did they win? Uh, I think in the end they decided not to use it because they didn't like it. They they just said it was too boring, which was, you know, it's a gutter when you get that sort of situation. But again, oh, it was just, you. well, you know, uh, I don't think we even charged them for it. You know, we want to make sure our clients are happy. But, it, you know, it was down to me. I should have I should have pushed him harder to, to get the video he needed, not the one he thought he needed. So it was just, you know, it's just a learning point. So. Right. So finish off, we're going to do your quick fire questions. So these are the three questions we ask every, um, every interviewee. So um, your favorite book, your favorite quote, and a person who inspires okay. you. Uh, you can do it in any order, but... Um, I think fa favorite book, um, I haven't read it in a while, so I want to introduce my kids to it. It's typically geeky, and that's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I think Douglas Adams is a, a genius and kind of way ahead of his time. And uh, I think that's just a must-read Good book. point. Did you like the film? No. The, the newer one? I didn't really like the TV thing either. I think no. the books just stand alone by themselves. are just uh, amazing. 
Okay, good choice. Uh, your favourite quote? Uh, I, I often, and I if used have to one. have this on my email signature, I often stand by this. It's got me, uh, got me quite a long way in life. I think it's, it's easier to get forgiveness than permission. I think uh, have, oh, having God. worked in corporate life most of my career, uh, generally, if you go around, and I, I've made this mistake early on in my career, if you go around asking people, can I do this? They're often not sure, and because they're in a corporate environment, they they you can see the cogs whirring, and they think I better say no just in case. So you, you know it's best not to ask. And then when you realise they you shouldn't have done it, you go, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. And of course, by that point, you've done it. So yeah. <laughs> well, I am going to keep your your what you said earlier as as a new kind of favourite mantra of mine, which is if they can't remember you, they won't. Yes, buy from yeah, me. quite. Because um, that oh, they go. Oh, oh, nice to be quoted. Um, That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to put that on the social media now that'll be the little tagline <laughs> goes with this. um and um a person who inspires um you. i think i'm gonna say elon musk i kind of almost don't want to be inspired i want to say somebody else in some way but i i genuinely am inspired by him because his guts he just seems to have I, ju I just can't believe that someone can have such a massive vision and somehow in his own quite young lifetime bring it to pass and and I think watching those uh, reusable rockets land in sync on the landing pads, and you think, just in terms of somebody having a vision of that happening and making that happen so well, so in sync, you know, that no one else has ever managed to do. I, I was just quite mind-blowing um, that he's managed to do that, and he's talking about going to Mars and all the rest of it, and, he, and he's quite happy with failure. You know, that he's able to say, look, I actually thought this company would fail. And you think, what are you talking about? You've put billions of dollars into it and you thought it would fail. I was like, that, that just blows my mind. Hmm. I, I have mixed views of Elon Musk. I think I, do, I, I get where you I get where you're coming from. Um, I think he's a fascinating person. Um, and I, I suppose in some respects, yeah, like. Why has no one else ever tried to create a recyclable rocket, and it's taken him yeah. to do it? So, well, he, he seems yeah, a bit of he, a flawed he... character, like so many of these guys. You know, he's he's not perfect. I'm not like I say. I almost want to be inspired by somebody else, but often I find myself being inspired by him, and I use him as an example. So, I, you know, if I'm honest, who does inspire me? I, I just think, oh, in terms of entrepreneurship, for to just sheer out, you know, sheer guts and. You know, he's created a car company out of nothing. It's one of the most, if not the most valuable car company in the world. He's got, you know, he's trying to tackle battery technology, reusable rockets. I mean, it's just like, whoa, incredible. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Cool. Well, I've, I have really, really enjoyed talking oh, to you, I've, Kevin. It's been fascinating. Likewise. Um, having prepared for, the podcast there is a load of downloadable stuff on your website for people who want to know more um business cases and guides and answering questions so um i don't imagine there's any, any question someone can come up with now <laughs> in terms of how to use video that isn't on well, website, certainly that ebook i, I so, mentioned um, is a, a free download uh, on the website and it stops sabotaging your pitch uh, which which answers that question i said about how do you how do you cope with ab failures uh, and, and a whole bunch of other a whole bunch of other things um and as you say there's a whole load of uh, video answers to questions that people tend to ask about using video so yeah absolutely um, so that's seven seconds to win so number seven seconds to win.com 
fine so we'll put a link to the ebook in the show notes so um anyone who wants to uh, follow up all the show notes or on shortthoughts.mikereader.me and the website is sorry uh number seven seconds number two win is uh, that right? seven number seven seconds to win all words.com ah, and are you yeah, on social media uh, best way is linkedin i used to be a twitter fan but not so much recently and not so much facebook because people tend to do business on linkedin i find so or, or the sort of business i do so uh yeah link could be great to connect with you on linkedin i'm posting quite a lot on linkedin um so uh you know articles and so on so i hope you find that useful no really useful thank you very much well, for thanks, your time thank today. you very much for inviting um, me I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it yeah no i've, I've really enjoyed it we had a, a good chat and um and uh i'm sure the episode will go down with our with our uh, listeners so thank thanks. you very much bye cheers Well, well done, Mike. That was a bloody good interview. Interesting stuff. Thank you. Kevin was worried I was pushing him a bit too much to talk about the business, but I think it's just a great, great concept and um, a fascinating topic, actually, about how those kind of alternative mediums like video, which seem quite cliche and kind of obvious, but we don't really use enough, I don't think, in kind of sales and pitching. Um, how use those to our advantage yeah i mean my my old team at mace would remember i was pretty enthusiastic about digital um generally in in our time there and i think well before i joined mace had already got its own visualizations team that were doing you know sort of fairly straightforward construction sequence videos and things that were just linear and um particularly my mate jack strickland uh, and Alan, actually, Gilbert as well, my t- sort of two number twos, the two senior bid managers, um, were both really adept in, in changing that up. So we'd, we'd got very much into apps with bits of video baked into them of varying sorts. But what, one, of the, one of the things I was quite enthusiastic about was just using technology that we've already got to its potential. Um, and so, you know, Mace have got a, a, a videographer the guy who heads the video um, section. So we went on my last bid with Mace, I got him to video the project director just drawing on a whiteboard some of the solution, uh, for instance. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think having a mixed economy of mediums is really important and really where it's at. And um, I also think being able to reinforce your message and your content by having consistency across what you've put in the written word in a couple of places, bit of video, bit of visualization in an app. You know, so again, on that last bid that I did, we had the exec summary was in three different forms. It was in the front of the main bid. We did an A, I think we mentioned this before, I did we did an A5 nicely printed version that we gave to their the client's exec board. Um, and then we had a digital version of it on iPads uh, that had all sorts of video content of, of varying sorts baked into it as well. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that sort of stuff and I, I really like the sound of what Kevin's up to. I need to check it out, actually. It's really, really, really impressive. I think the, the other thing, you guys, the conversation was largely focused on bids, but I, I think uh, there's something in using the type of material like he sent you with the lion bar in the capture phase in particular 
um, yeah, uh, you know, on that run up because that you know you meant you guys mentioned the you know do you get caught up in compliance and all that sort of stuff. Well, of course, in the capture phase, bit the, the, the starter pistol hasn't fired yet. You can do what you like, um, and so I think there's a great opportunity uh, if you've got a little bit of budget or if you just use tools available to you to to pull together some stuff. Um, I, I think there's opportunities to have micro sites. Uh, even if you just build your own little websites with videos baked into it you know, to coax the client into um, looking at some stuff that's a bit different. We did a bit of that uh, again when I was at Mace. And I think there's there's an opportunity if you look at strategic proposal stuff on proactive proposals. I don't see any reason why you couldn't have a bit of video in that or that, that digital card that he sent you. You could have a bit of a proactive proposal approach in video form in one of those. Um, yeah. really set yourself apart yeah I, I, do you know what I think one of the interesting things about coming out of the coronavirus COVID-19 kind of lockdown is that people have become more used to video yes yeah yeah you know I, actually some of my colleagues still freak out if I what if I video call them why are, you, why are you calling me but actually it's become the norm now that you do a call and you can see people's faces whereas previously like in, in May's no one ever had their camera on it was always just it was always just a voice call and actually naturally people and clients are getting more used to doing videos with the consultants in like like in interviews or even in the capture phase doing market sounding and those kinds of things and i can see out the back of this a bit more of the use of those different mediums Mm. um coming in Uh, and funnily enough hopefully i've got a call on this um tomorrow but um, it's one of the things we uh, probably won't ever talk about this podcast for a couple of years but you know how we take that to the next level is definitely on on the cards for me anyway yeah. more more in terms of like shaping um, so that kind of final phase of capture when a client goes into market sounding and kind of the final structuring of information trying to influence particular the particular direction of things at kind of a quite technical level so we're not kind of talking about brand positioning in the the early stage um, what's the uh, pace model the three c's you know your, your corporate relationship your incredibility mm. your um the, the capability of your people and the capability of um i can't remember what the third c is but there's there's the three c's of um oh is it corporate capability and credibility mm. so co- your corporate brand the credibility of your business, the capability of your business, i.e. case studies, and the credibility of your people. Um, in that final stage, when you're then like trying to influence, I don't know, contract terms or the questions that are going to be in the procurement document, that kind of final six months of capture, I can see some very clever stuff we could do with a mixture of video and microsites and downloadables that could actually start to really swing things in our favour. Yeah. It's a conversation with but but I think video is going to be a key part of that definitely yeah I think so and I, I think this will spur the, the COVID-19 period will spur a bit of innovation in technology as well it would be interesting to see what people like Hobbs uh, get up to uh, and people like Preconstruct who I work with a lot on apps and, and video stuff little practice down in Bristol that in my view are the best around in terms of visualisations and uh, apps for, for bidding um, 
both of those organizations are also big into planning applications for instance so at the moment there's there's a whole little sub market that's suddenly exploded in um how you get planning applications over the line virtually because uh count many councils are now holding those online so you know things you can do similar to a bid pitch i guess or a presentation um to get those schemes and of course there's really big money involved in, in you know the clients tend to splash a bit of cash in that space so it'll be interesting to see where people go um i've i've very much steered away a lot of the, the problem with forbidding professionals with this stuff is that you get stakeholders and particularly senior ones who are actually you know sort of technophobes sort of point their finger at something they've seen an advert for that's shiny and new and they start talking about you know using um vr and headsets and all that sort of stuff and I, i've tended to find that can be a bit awkward um you know some people wear mm. glasses some people don't want you to mess their hair up all that kind of thing you could do google uh, glasses but um or google cardboard sorry um the ones you just slot your phone in the in the back end of but then you've got all sorts of problems with capacity of your phone to deal with the visuals and stuff um, I, I tend to just like a, an iPad or a screen or, or, you know, that you can be interactive with, but you don't have to wear it on your face. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what yeah. else happens in that space. I think I think the thing with, with video, particularly when it's a person speaking, is it's still, it's still quite personal. Mm. And I think those kind of personal videos of someone talking about a particular topic, they're if they're genuinely passionate about it, that will come across. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think it actually is a great way of getting across your message when maybe you can't really articulate that in 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 prose in the same way, or a great writer could, right? But it'd just be as easy if you've got a really passionate, I don't know, account director who could talk who could sit down and really talk about the latest thinking in finance technology or whatever you're you're selling. That actually putting them, putting them in front of video, maybe with a bit of coaching, but just let them go and kind of talk, and then cutting that into something that is quite natural. Mm. I think it'd be really powerful, more powerful than slot sliding a eight-page glossy generic brochure over the table and going, "Oh, here's what we do. Let us know if you're interested." You know, that typical kind of 1990s, 2000s sales approach must have a capability statement that we give the client because that's how we show that we've got experience by giving them a shitload of paper um yeah i think i think it's a lot a lot yeah a lot i mean clever, you, clever you imagine if you're a client and you, you you get given a video of the ceo of one of your competitors or one of your peers in a similar organization giving a um a, you know case study reference to video um that'd be really powerful wouldn't it say so, now one i think you your firm yeah. is um yeah i think there's a lot to be said for that so it's an exciting space well done that's a really good interview that's a valuable one thank you thank you very much and we've got and we've already we've already recorded our one next week which is um vicky from intellitender that's another really interesting interview so a few lined up now to keep people going during lockdown so um what are you up to for the next week then jez anything exciting not going out uh, I think people are getting bored of that joke, <laughs> aren't they? Um, I'm talking to. What can I say? I've got a few things that are about to move. I think I can say. So, one thing is I've joined as an associate, um, as a sub consultant with Artemis Group, 
um, who are a global bunch of uh, work-winning management consultants, pretty high, high-brow, very senior stuff, um, and they're uh, interested in me working with them as a con- sub-consultant, as a consultant on some of their programs, but also in how we might leverage the bid toolkit for some of their clients uh, and maybe create a premium or a specific version that they resell. So that's that's really exciting. Um, and I'm also currently working on and developing uh, our uh, capture training for the APMP micro accreditation. So there'll be both a video <coughs> version of that that people can rent and webinars of that in the coming months. The video will definitely be out in April and we'll have a think about when we land some uh, webinars and that did a post about that at the weekend and that got uh, likes from all around the world and a, you know, a few thousand views. Um, so I'm, I'm really I think we'll beat the market hopefully um, to get that out um, so that's yeah that's an exciting extension for the business digitally yes yeah, so I think I think that's the that's the main couple of things at the moment how, how about you because you're back into the the normal well like you said seven to seven rather than nightingale 24 <laughs> seven yeah and rather than six till nine um I don't know, more of the same, I think, is the short answer. So a bit of COVID-19 or kind of forward-look business planning going on at the moment. A couple of big pursuits on some positioning for uh, two kind of strategic strategic grade things. One that's coming out, we believe, after Easter, as long as we don't push it back, and one sort of end of the summer. So they're kind of within the final stages of influence now. and yeah, so it's going to be an interesting few weeks, and of course, yeah, of course Easter yeah. coming up. So marking at the uh, uh, I love champion hide and seek, uh, Christian. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't quite are. say that. As I, I know, I've got quite a funny line about Jesus being a champion at hide and seek, and I didn't land that very well at all. Let's move on. As a bad as a joke, it didn't work. No. <laughs> 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 It just probably offended half our well, listeners. Okay. Now I'll, as well. work, I'll work on the other half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nothing very exciting actually, and, and I'm just I am looking forward to a bit of just a chill a chill out at Easter. I might watch Star Wars because I've only ever watched Star Wars Episode One, so we kind of want to watch all of the films, and then we can watch the the latest one. Is it called Man- oh, Mandalorian? What's it called, Mandalorian? Uh, so you, yeah. yeah. So you could watch I, the original. I don't know where that uh, comes. You could watch type. the original three uh, from the from the seventies and eighties, yeah. and then watch the Mandalorian, and you'd still be in sequence. Okay, I need to find out the sequence because, but there's three before the ones Correct. in the seventies, right? There's yeah, one, two, three. That's true. So yeah, you could watch all six of those, and then the Mandalorian, and then watch uh, the newest three. Uh, so that that nine in yeah. sequence. But then also you've got um, the Han Solo one. But is is when does the Mandalorian come in? Because it's the baby Yoda, no, isn't it? And Yoda's old. It's, in not, the... it's not actually Yoda. It's it's another of his breed species. Oh, um, that's what Mrs. Brim said, mm. and I wasn't going to argue with her because um, yeah, I couldn't get my head around <laughs> it because it's definitely after sure. the first three and before the 
that's in the original three and before the newest ones. So it's it's in that gap. Um, so yes, you know, right. I'm sure as in Disney World in January they were talking. Yes, calling they it are. Baby Yoda, it's not, but that would, not baby I, I'm, I have to say I'm only three episodes in, um, so I don't know. I'm, I don't think it's Yoda, but I don't know for certain. It's, it's going to be listeners absolutely pulling mm. the hair out. See, I'm not. I'm not very good at Star Wars. I'm not very good at Star Wars or any of this sort of thing. But I'll get. I'll, I'll have a go. Do you know what I've been watching that I really enjoyed on Amazon Prime? Is um, oh, Picard, really? which is like a reboot, a one series reboot of like Star Trek. Which one was that? Next Generation, was it? With with Jean Luc Picard. Um, which like was on at like tea time when I was at school, so I used to kind of half watch it. Um, we only had one TV in the house, so it's, uh, but I don't think it was it wasn't the right time that I could watch it. But um, used to catch the end of it every now and again, uh, and it was really good, like really good. Um, Patrick Stewart is just so funny and brilliant in it, and it was. Uh, I know there's some like Star Trek people apparently don't like it, but all of the old people from the old Star Trek stuff was in it and that was really good i'm not a big star trek fan but i thought that was that was very funny so um top recommendation if you're in lockdown is picard on very good. Prime, so yeah we've they? probably pissed off all of christianity all star wars fans and star trek fans all in one go be interested to see who's left <laughs> to be honest with you, hopefully our 500 or so <laughs> listeners <laughs> yes, that'd be, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? If, like, if the listenership just plummeted well, no, now. Turns out we've got, got some, some. Well, we'll still carry on rabbiting well, on about true. nonsense regardless, that's right? True. Anyway, right. I, I'm going to go, Jez. So it's been a interesting episode and good to get your feedback. Thank you very much. Um, and I wish you success Thanks, with this week. Yeah, you too. Catch you later.